Hey beauty, I'm really excited about today's episode. I have Jen Lormond on the show. She is a New Orleans mama of three boys living and thriving with stage two prolapse. Jen Lormond is an exercise physiologist, author, and co-creator of Titan Your Tinkler. Jen and her co-founder, Christina Walsh, have a combined 36 years of experience supporting women through prolapse, diastasis recti, rectocele, and more. Their proprietary holistic protocol helps women solve pelvic floor problems without kegels or internal vaginal devices. Jen's mission is to free more mamas from embarrassing pee leaks, chronic back and hip pain, and painful sex, and in doing so, help them to restore their dignity, functional strength, and trust in their own bodies. I think this is such an important topic that is not talked about enough and not enough people know about it, not enough people know what's normal and what's not and what can be done about a lot of these things that women are facing. So I really hope that you enjoy the show. Welcome to Her Holistic Healing. Do you want more energy and less anxiety so that you can do all the things? Are you searching for meal ideas, essential oils, and other holistic treatments? Do you wish you could know which direction to take with your health so that you could finally feel better? Hey, I'm Alexandra. I love Jesus. I'm a wife, mom of three, and registered nurse with years of experience in clinical research. I also wanted more energy so that I could have more fun and keep up with my growing child. I too was confused about all the different diet and treatment options. I too wanted to wake up every day and feel good, but I felt anxious because I couldn't solve the mystery of my health. Until God showed me that He is the source of true healing. In this podcast, you will learn holistic treatments and Bible truths that will lead you to the peace, joy, and freedom that you have been hoping for. So what do you say we take a break from the mind-numbing, humdrum busyness? Let's rest and let God be our healer and helper. Hi, Jen. Welcome to the show. I'm just, I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for coming to the show. Hi, Alexandra. Thanks so much for having me. Can you start off by telling our listeners, um, I guess, what you do, how you started, what made you take this path and why it's important? Man, that could take 30 minutes in itself. (laughs) So uh, by education, I'm an exercise physiologist and I have been coaching women um, for 27 years now. And after, you know, what inspired me to really begin working more in a women's health capacity, which is what we're doing now is really uh, recovering from my first birth 20 years ago. Um, I dealt with some traumatic birth injuries. My body did not quote unquote bounce back uh, the way that I had hoped. And, uh, and so that began uh, my interest in helping women, um, educating them on how to heal their bodies postpartum. I have three boys. So I had two more pregnancies. I got pregnant with my second son six months after delivering my first son and had some issues during that pregnancy, including vulva varicosities, which are like hemorrhoids of the vagina, um, a lot of back pain, a large umbilical hernia, a large separation of my abdominal muscles. And 
so again, I had to learn how to heal my body. Now at that time, uh, I can't say that I knew the Lord in the same way that I do now. And so truly my thinking was, I have to do this by myself. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I did make some good headway, wrote a book, created an eight week program and, um, ended up having my third son nine years later. And that is really what kind of pushed my body over the edge. It was after that pregnancy and delivery that I ended up being diagnosed with stage two pelvic organ prolapse of all three vaginal compartments, as well as an umbilical hernia, a very large umbilical hernia and a very large DR diastasis recti, which is a separation of the abdominal muscles. I could fit my entire hand between uh, those six pack muscles. And so um, that left me feeling pretty broken <laughs> and uh, was able to make my way to uh, a urogynecologist and at the age of 36 was referred for a full pelvic floor suspension surgery and basically told that because of my age and the severity of symptoms that more than likely I would need to have another surgery, a, a redo, so to speak, 10 years after that. And so while I left that appointment feeling quite broken um, and devastated, I also felt like I had nothing to lose and everything to gain when it came to trying every other approach, holistic approach out there to heal um, before opting for surgery. And that led me down the path to uh, a continuing education course and finding the Pelvicore, which is the tool that we use in our signature program and began just experimenting and playing with this and, uh, developed a protocol that Christina and I then decided, well, we know we feel better, but what in the world is better? So we wanted to really define that with concrete numbers because we're super geeky like that. And so uh, we did a two and a half year uh, clinical research study that was published in the Journal of Women's Health Physical Therapy. And at that point kind of led organically to the creation of Titan Your Tinkler, because so many of the women who participated in our research study continued to reach out to us and ask, hey, can you help my sister? Can you help my cousin who lives in Houston or, um, you know, my mom, my grandmother, uh, my best girlfriend who I graduated college with, you know, and this just continued to happen. And they were asking for videos or PDFs or something that they could send their friends and family. And Christina, my business partner, who is a, a physical therapist, uh, we just kind of said, well, I think this is something that we have to take seriously and figure out if, if we can make a go of this and, and create a program for women. And so here we are. I love that. Can you explain, so you, you, you said you have stage two prolapse, how many stages are there and what, what exactly is prolapse yes. and all the stages and all that? Great question. So there are four stages of prolapse. Actually, now what I'm hearing is they, they're diagnosing stage zero prolapse, um, zero to four. And so what, what we have found from both, uh, 
our clinical experience as well as the research, uh, the women who participated in our study is our program is really appropriate for women who are dealing with stage zero to two prolapse. What we have seen and what I have personally experienced is the reverse of symptoms with those stages. Um, women who have more progressed stages of prolapse are a better candidate, unfortunately, for use of things like pessaries, which are a little internal device that can be inserted and it acts like a scaffolding to kind of hold everything up and in or, or surgery. However, so let me, let me get into, you asked what prolapse is and, and, you know, what's interesting is that there is no, uh, the way that it's diagnosed is not the same across the board. So most women who are dealing with prolapse are also dealing with hernias. So like, I'll give you an example from my diagnosis. Um, I was diagnosed with a urethroceal, which is a, a herniation of your urethra, which is the tube that you pee out of that connects to the bladder. And it's, it's what you pee out of. So that tube for me was and is still herniated, or as I like to call it, squished to death. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, I was diagnosed with a cystocele, which again is the the bladder, the connective tissue that encapsulates, that's wrapped around the bladder. Uh, There's a hole in that tissue where the bladder is coming through. That's, that tends to, when women are diagnosed with a cystocele, oftentimes they're also dealing with prolapse, which prolapse just means the falling down of the organ and each woman's prolapse is different. Every case is unique because everyone's organs don't fall down in the same way because we're not, they're not all in that cavity in the same way, based on our own, you know, we're all created unique by God and we all have carried our babies differently. We all have different sized organs, different pressure in our abdominal pelvic cavity. And so, and we all live different lives. We have different diets. I mean, all of these things are are relevant. And so there are no two uh, cases of prolapse that are exactly the same, but what is there are common denominators for sure, common factors that women with prolapse do experience. So um, a stage two is really when I was diagnosed, um, there was a bulge is what you'll hear some women talk about. They're feeling a bulge coming out of the vaginal opening and they're not sure what that is. So sometimes that can be the bladder that's bulging out. And sometimes that can be the uterus that's, that's bulging out. But for me, I have a urethroceal. I have um, a prolapse of my bladder, my uh, uterus and my rectum. Now I know that a lot of the women who are coming here, listening to your podcast are dealing with autoimmune issues. And many are dealing with gut issues, things like Crohn's disease, IBS, maybe leaky gut from Hashimoto's. And we have a lot of those women that join our program that are also dealing with something, you know, they've been diagnosed with a rectocele, which again is, is the rectum coming down and out of the anus or the rectum is prolapse, which is what I have. It herniates and it's prolapsing into the vaginal cavity. 
So sometimes what this means is that many women who are dealing with chronic constipation, first of all, anyone who's listening, who's dealing with chronic constipation, the first two things that I just want to say is make sure that you're using a good electrolyte to stay hydrated, to help with the consistency of your stool, because if you're dehydrated, and it, you're going to be having those rabbit poops or those really hard stools that are going to be harder to pass, um, as well as making sure you're getting enough soluble fiber. And the recommendation that we give to our ladies is 25 grams of soluble fiber a day. And what that could look like is one ounce of milled chia and flaxseed. You can mix that up with some applesauce, some prune juice, some oatmeal, yogurt, a smoothie, whatever floats your boat there. However, you know, uh, whatever appeals to you, but getting that in, in the morning to help with that stool consistency is crucial. So I, I just had to throw that caveat in there, but for, for some women, this rectocele can feel like it's where the rectum comes down and kind of turns out. And so what that might mean is that they're struggling to cinch to complete their bowel movement. It can also feel like they're wiping and wiping and wiping and like there's always more. One of the things that we tell the ladies in our program who are dealing with this and, and they might notice an odor because of that, right? Um, is to use a periwash bottle with some Epsom salt and irrigate that area each time you use the restroom. It's gonna help with healing. That's gonna help with the irritation of that tissue that's that's supposed to be inside the body. And after a bowel movement maybe is irritated, um, it can help with healing there. And the other thing that, that we do teach is, is a splinting technique for, for women who are dealing with the type of prolapse where I do, where the, the rectum is, it's pushing into the uterus or into the bladder, it's herniating into the vaginal cavity. And so what can happen there is stool can pocket inside the vagina instead of completely emptying. So what oftentimes will happen is women feel like there's more there that I can't get out. And so they they're straining and they're pushing, which is creating a lot of downward pressure and making some of these issues much, much worse. And so by inserting, I mean, again, I'm not really big. Part of our mission is to restore dignity and not have to insert things into your body. And at the same time, like gift yourself this technique, if this is you, because I certainly have had to do this before, where you insert a clean thumb into the vagina and gently press back. That'll push that pocket towards the rear of the pelvic bowl. And then you'll be able to completely empty your bowels and you won't be dealing with that yucky smell as well. So you didn't ask for all that, but I just felt compelled to speak to those ladies directly because I have a very soft spot in my heart for all those dealing with these autoimmune conditions, which, you know, it's, it, it can be such an emotional journey of healing because it impacts so many different symptoms. There's so many pieces, so many layers to healing. So everything that you just said, um, the rectocele and things like that, and that technique, people that deal with those kinds of things, is it usually people that you see that have just had a baby or is it, um, people that are later on in their journey or 
or who? That's a great question. Uh, we have seen uh, quite the range of women. So some women um, have never had babies who are dealing with this, but they've had these autoimmune conditions where they've dealt with chronic constipation um, and diarrhea. And, and that in itself is quite traumatic to the pelvic floor, especially the rear pelvic bowl. We've had women who, uh, part of Christina's story is she delivered both of her babies sunny side up OP. And what that means is there was more trauma towards the rear of the pelvic bowl. And so that that's what kind of instigated her rectocele and, and the issues that she um, lives with. Um, for some women, it, um, you know, they get some kind of infection or chronic gastritis or something where the, their bowels aren't functioning optimally. And maybe they did have a little bit of pelvic floor dysfunction that was kind of flying under the radar, but they had some weakness there and it shows up during that time. Some women, it's not until perimenopause and menopause when they start to lose that estrogen and there begins to be that tissue degradation that happens. And then, and then these issues kind of pop up. So there, there's a whole range of issues for, for the bladder issues. I will say that oftentimes those are provoked and brought on by either, um, you know, chronic respiratory conditions so something like asthma, chronic bronchitis, cystic fibrosis, or they were a very active athlete growing up. Uh, there, there, there was a study done on a high school cheerleading team looking at whether or not they had pelvic floor dysfunction. They had to answer some questionnaires. 100% of the high school cheerleading squad had one or more symptoms of pelvic floor dysfunction. So yeah, this is kind of our body's life story, right? And so this, this can be brought on by a number of things, but most certainly childbirth is, is the number one reason that women come to us. So if some of our listeners feel like they have some of these issues, what would be the first thing you would recommend that they do? The first thing that I would recommend is to take a breath because this stuff can be very overwhelming. And if you, and to confirm that if you feel like something is wrong, you know, your body better than anyone and honor your intuition. So further investigate, um, if you feel like something isn't normal and I'll give some, I'll give some kind of, I'm, I'm a numbers girl. Like I need some concrete data to confirm things. Um, but you can also, uh, I'll send you the link. We have a quiz on our website, which will tell you for sure. It will give you a concrete score and let you know what are the next steps? Where do you fall in terms of range of symptoms and what is the next step that you can do to find help? there's a lot of things that us as women have accepted as normal and they're common, but they're not normal. Pee leaks, regardless of your age are not normal. It is not normal to do jumping jacks and be like, oops, I got to run to the restroom. It is not normal to 
cross, have to cross your legs when you sneeze or cough because you're going to leak a little bit, you know? Uh, and then what do you do when you're driving in your car and you can't cross your legs? Um, it is not normal. Be ready, ladies, because the first response I get here is, but I drink so much water. It is not normal to pee more than 10 times a day, regardless of the amount of water that you have drank. There is no such thing as a small bladder. <laughs> the research out there, most bladders hold about the same amount of urine. Um, so it doesn't matter how much water you're drinking. If you're peeing more than 10 times a day, if you're planning your life around the restroom, I'm hoping that your ears are perking up because there's something you can do about that. You don't have to live with that. So I feel like some listeners, listeners are saying, so what can I do? <laughs> so our program is something you can do. Our signature program, it's, it's a 10 minute a day at home program. And what women have told us they love and what we love is we get to do it on our own time and our own schedule. Um, and it's very easy to use. And if you utilize the program and the way that we teach 10 minutes a day, you're going to begin to feel some relief from these things fairly quickly. Now we always add the caveat that if you know, you're dealing with prolapse, it's going to take a little bit longer to get better relief from your symptoms. You're going to feel the difference in the first 30 days. But, you know, if you were like myself, where you're feeling the bulge and you're having the pee leaks and you're having gas leaks or poop leaks or pain with intimacy that I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm a straight shooter. All of that is not going to get resolved in 30 days. That's going to take some time giving yourself 60 to 90 days of consistently implementing the recovery tools that we teach, which are, which are really techniques um, that help alleviate some of those pain points. One that I'd love to offer your listeners is a lot of the ladies dealing with this stuff have back and hip discomfort um, or anxiety, because I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've not met a woman yet who, if you're having the rectocele issues or you're having, you're feeling that bulge that really ramps up your fight or flight system and, and makes you more anxious. And so utilizing the, our 90, 90 decompression technique does, it's a big bang for your buck in terms of time and energy, because what it does is it really helps alleviate those discomforts. It helps calm down the nervous system. And it's a great time. Alexandra and I were talking before we started recording. It's a great prayer time. It's a great time to invite God into this process as the divine physician. It's a great time to surrender and have humility and ask for healing. Because I think oftentimes as women, we're caretaker of many and our comfort zone tends to be to put us to the side and take care of our aging parents and our children and our spouse. And we always push ourselves to the back burner. And as St. Paul tells us, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. And it's really important that we honor that. And so this during the 10 minutes where you're laying in this position is a beautiful time to invite the Holy Spirit, to invite God into this process of healing, because it's not just physical, as I know you talk about all the time. Uh, we are, we are triplanar beings, you know, we, 
mind, body, and spirit. We need to heal on the physical, emotional, and spiritual planes. You can't heal on one singular plane. That's not how we were designed. And, and, you know, I get really passionate about God did design our bodies to heal. He, I mean, our bodies are incredible. The things that our bodies do for us. And so, um, you know, if you're struggling with these things, if you're, you know, many of the ladies that walk through the program with us have had trauma, you know, and have dealt with um, really just hard things. And maybe for you, childbirth triggered, you know, some repressed emotions and trauma to come up that maybe you're still, that your body is still holding for you until your spirit, your emotional and spiritual being are ready to process those things. So bringing awareness to those things and giving yourself grace in this process um, is really hard. It's really, really important. So um, I I just want to encourage you. And I know Alexandria, I mean, I've listened to so many of your episodes and I just, it touches my heart because I know that that is your mission for women as well um, to invite God into this process and to know that they're not alone. You know, the, the evil one wants you to believe that you're alone, but you're not. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as you know, I talk about a lot how if we're not, you know, I believe that God gave us feelings for a reason, not just to say, no, it's okay I'm that I'm sad. I'm just going to push through it. I'm going to kind of ignore the fact that I'm kind of angry and those things can just really affect our bodies in such a huge way. So um, I totally agree with you there. So um, I'm wondering, I was always taught about kegels, but your, but are kegels, do they help or what do you, should we not do them? What, what do you say about kegels? This is a great hot topic that I'm glad that you brought up. Um, Kegels are great as a diagnostic tool. That's what we use them for in our program. We ask women to do a pre and a post Kegel so that they can feel in their own bodies um, the difference um, before and after they do their exercise the first couple of times. But in general, Kegels, uh, there's an analogy that I like to use with Kegels. First of all, when you know better, you do better, right? And for, for many years, Kegels helped a lot of women because it was better than what we had before, which is nothing. (laughs) Nobody knew what to do. Right. So, but nowadays what we're recognizing is a lot of folks were treating the pelvic floor. I always call it like a magical unicorn, like somehow this bowl of musculature, which is skeletal musculature, which functions the way the rest of our, our arms and our legs and our trunk does, but yet we're, we're training it like you know, with these isometric exercises that aren't functional, right? They don't help you actually move and do the things that we have to do. And so the analogy that I like to use is it would be like, you know, if somebody came to me in my practice 
and said, Jen, I have, I just got this really physical job and I have to pick something up off the floor and put it on a shelf. And like, I feel like my arms are just like so weak, like I can get it off the floor, but it's really difficult to get it up on that shelf. And I say, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to bend your elbow at 90 degrees and just squeeze that bicep muscle as hard as you can and then let it go and then squeeze it and then let it go. Now, are you going to get stronger in that one position? Yes. But is it actually going to help you pick something up off the floor and put it on the shelf? No. And this is what we've been doing for our pelvic floor. So, you know, I would like my pelvic floor to work for me when I'm bending down to, for the 20th time today to pick up dirty socks off the floor and put them in the laundry hamper or, you know, pick up the pack of water from Costco and put it in my trunk. Kegels, uh, through our experience, and I'll be the first to admit that obviously it's biased because I only see the women who are still having issues, right? But many women who have been through Kegel therapy or who have been told to use devices, insert devices, which are, it's, it's essentially the same thing as Kegels. Um, they are dealing with something that's called a hypertonic or an overtight pelvic floor. And so that can show up in many of the same ways that we talked about that can create an increase in urgency that got to go feeling like all of a sudden you feel like you got to pee and like, Oh man, I better make it to the bathroom real quick, or I'm going to, I'm going to have an accident or, you know, they're, they're not able to completely empty their bladder. So they pee. And then they feel like five minutes later, they got to pee again. Yeah. All of that pain with intimacy is another big one with hypertonic pelvic floor. Um, and so, you know, Kegels just are not functional. Now I will be the first one to raise my hand and say, I'm so happy for Kegels because after the birth injuries from my first son, I was completely incontinent, both bladder and bowel. So you better believe after I had my little women's therapy session, I was kegeling my little heart out <laughs> to just try to hold everything in and function as best as it can. So there is a place for kegels. You know, if you are completely incontinent, by all means, kegel your heart out, but it is not the long-term solution to this stuff in terms of really regaining functional strength. Thank you. That clears up a lot. This is so <laughs> interesting. Um, I'm just curious. I mean, a lot of these things, I mean, I forgot what it's called because I saw a physical therapist, but a special one for these issues. What were they called? I forgot. So it's a women's health physical therapist is what. Okay. Is, I mean, is this research relatively new? I mean, what did women do before these types of physical therapists and the type of work that you do. Yeah. So I will tell you um, when I delivered and was having these issues, there was one women's health PT in the entire area at one hospital. And I basically went in just one time. That's really all it took to stimulate those muscles to come back on because they had, you know, undergone so much trauma that just everything had really kicked off and once I was able to get a flicker of a Kegel going and I just kept doing that, I was able to really uh, regain strength. But, you know, Christina and I laugh all the time because we would never label ourselves as quote disruptors. And yet here we are <laughs> disrupting the norm. Uh, we had no idea that 
recommending that folks not do Kegels would be so astonishing to other medical professionals in particular, because as you know, with published research, it takes time to get out into the, into the mainstream. And it is, um, you know, it's been a couple of years since we've published our research and there is more research that continues to be published. That's kind of the way it goes, right? Um, because we use other research to support and validate the ongoing research. And, and so, yeah, our hope is that this message will continue to get out there because, you know, it, I mean, I can only, I, speak from my own experience and and from having conversations with other women who have dealt with this. And there is a sense of loss of dignity. Now, obviously you can't lose your dignity. God gives you your dignity, but it definitely feels like when you are dealing with these issues that you have lost your sense of dignity and having to manipulate yourself with devices and do these things on a regular basis, find a, a, you know, you have little kids in your house. So trying to find, you know, locking a door, having to disrobe, being anxious about having to do this, like that's, it's, it's more stressful. All it does is it's more shaming. And so, you know, having another option out there for women that doesn't involve disrobing or kegling, which most women, you know, even when they are kegling are like, am I doing this right? I have no idea how this is supposed to, you know, and look, I used to teach kegels. So like one of the analogies that I came up with, it's like, it's like pretending like you have a straw in your vagina and you're trying to suck in and like, women are like, okay, uh, I think I'm doing it. Like, I have no idea. So, you know, you don't have to worry about all that stuff because again, God designed our body that when we, when we give it this gentle nudge, which is what we do in the signature program to get all these muscles to come back on board. And when I say all these muscles, what I'm talking about are, there are many muscle groups that need to come on board both collaboratively, which synchronously and subconsciously, which means we shouldn't have to think about it. You shouldn't have to kegel when you sneeze, right? So we're talking about not just your pelvic floor muscles. We're talking about your glutes, your low back, your hip rotators, um, your deep abdominals, all of these things work in conjunction with one another. And the way that I like to illustrate that with women is just do a little, (coughs) do a little cough. You'll feel your, your pelvic floor, your deep abs, and maybe like, um, some of the muscles around your rectum, you know, kick in. That's because those muscles are meant to function together. And that's really what we teach uh, is trying to activate, get a lot of these muscles back on board, because oftentimes these are the same muscles that go dormant in the late stages of pregnancy. So, you know, if you're, if you're thinking to yourself, yeah, like I kind of noticed my booty got real flat after I had my last baby. Well, that's normal. Like when your belly comes out here from a biomechanical perspective, your glutes have got to kick off. That's what the waddle's about (laughs) from a biomechanics perspective. So, you know, some of this stuff, your deep abdominals, I mean, my goodness, with, with the amount of stretching that happens there, they're weak, your pelvic floor, 
I mean, that poor darling, it's like having a a 15 pound bowling ball sitting, sitting on a mattress for nine months and then pick up that puppy. Like is there's going to be a dent there. Right. I mean, so it's not crazy to think about, Oh, okay. Like we need something to kind of like help these ladies along. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for the work that you do. I think it's, it's so important. And I, and I feel like it was another answer to prayer because it was a topic that I wanted to have on the show, but I'm not, I don't really know a lot about it. So I'm so glad that you guys reached out. Um, can you tell our listeners where they can find you and all your freebies and everything like that? Yeah, for sure. I'm going to send you links to our freebies. I know I mentioned briefly a couple times as we were talking about pain with intimacy. And I, I do, if you don't mind, I want to circle around to that because I think oftentimes when women hear that, they think about pain with insertion. And I want to be clear, that is one type of pain, but it can also feel like a pain higher up in the abdominals or it can feel like swelling and pressure and discomfort post-sex. So all of those things are what I'm really referring to in terms of pain with, with sex or pain with intimacy. Um, and so we have a freebie regarding that. It's, it's um, the intimacy guide that I'll send you. And it's really just a, a way to begin having a conversation with your spouse, with your beloved to to let them into this, you know, personal, more vulnerable parts of your life to really strengthen the marital bonds. That's certainly what it did for my husband and I, but it takes a lot of courage. And sometimes it takes a lot of preparation for knowing what to say. And so these are journal prompts to really help facilitate a conversation that you could give to your husband written out or to just have as a, you know, facilitator during that conversation. Um, the other freebies that we discussed are that back and hip relief technique that I'll send you as well as the quiz and folks can find us if you, if you found like, wait, I wanted to know more about this thing. You kind of touched on this topic and I think that might be me. If you're wanting more teaching content, we do that over on YouTube on our Titan your tinkler, um, YouTube page, you can find hundreds of videos there teaching to very specific topics. Um, we also are hanging out on Instagram, titan.your.tinkler. I think that's it. We have a private Facebook community that folks can um, come into for support and accountability when they join the signature program. So we're definitely hanging out a lot in there too. That wraps up my interview with Jen. I really hope that you learned a lot. As you can see, Jen is such a delightful person, delightful and generous person. She actually left me with a coupon code for her signature program. So if you're interested in her program, the coupon code is HERHOLISTIC. You will get $50 off if you, if you use that code. So go to the show notes if you're interested and you can find all her information there. I'm so glad that you took the time to listen today. If you like what you heard, will you leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can reach more people? And if you want to connect with me, go to herholistichealing.com. Before you go, I want to leave you with one of my favorite passages from Matthew 29. 
Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For you. It's easy and my burden is light.